0: what's up everyone it's gavin or tweak what up what up it's charles or chuck
1: what's going on in taz or matt wow we got an upbeat tempo today you guys are we're in a rush today all, right, all right, Got my cup of coffee i'm bit. ready yeah, yeah i know speed running this intro what's going on everyone how's it going guys do a little round the horn here how you doing uh charles how's it going man
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Just actually got done commentating Pokemon Unite, which I'm really excited that me and Haz have a block together Pokemon tonight at the end of the month, so super excited about that. Uh, One of the games we have a lot of fun playing, and I know Gavin has been on a uh, journey of playing a bunch of other games. I know this year you've played a ton of other games, and I know you finished a couple, so give us a little update on your gaming journey, Mr. Gamer Pro Gamer Guy.
0: Yeah, uh... (laughs) Thank you, I I think. (laughs) I recently finished Super Mario 64, 100%. I always played it as a kid, but obviously you just move around for 30 minutes and then you do something else. Um, Well, at least that's what I did. Uh, And I also went back and fully completed 3D World. B and I played through like 90% of it, but I just uh, knocked the rest out just because I plan on playing Bowser's Fury. That's why we played 3D World in the first place. So yeah, uh played some like more like traditional Mario games. Had a good time. Also started Moon RPG. It's like a really It's a game that recently got localized to the US a, a year or two ago. It's like a It's kind of the original like uh, anti RPG, if that makes sense, like uh like Mother 3 Earthbound kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Retail big inspiration for some of those things yeah undertale is one of them yes uh and uh yeah that's pretty much it uh still practicing smash and streaming a bit um yeah that's pretty much it i'm, I'm doing pretty well how
2: what about, about you? you guys
1: oh dude i'm good i'm chilling Uh i know gavin knows this but i fell back in love with a game called dead cells which is a really fun uh roguelike roguelite whatever one of those games, you know what I'm talking about. And the thing with the game is it came out a while ago, like a couple years ago, but they're adding, they've are adding, they added so much DLC uh, and the game is so addictive. Like, I literally had to tell myself, like, I'm done playing it for a while because I'll i start a run and, like, runs last anywhere from 10 to, like, 40 minutes or maybe even a little bit longer or shorter. And it's just, like, I, I got to... Like, because I'll, I'll, like, finish a run. And I'll either die or finish it be like, damn, all right, I'll do one more. I got time for one more. I got time for one more. And then before I know it, like, the sun's coming up and I'm like, all right, this is crazy. Like, I need to... I need to stop, but like, but like one more real quick, you know, like it'll be a quick one. You get a dope weapon in the beginning or something. Like, All right, this will be a fun run. I'll do this. Um, it's a really fun game. Uh, they did Castlevania DLC, which is obviously what got I played it a few years ago, and then I got back into it when the Castlevania DLC came out. Obviously, um, of course. So that was fun. I'm back on Unite big time. I dropped Dead Cells. I'm back into Unite uh, for a little while. Been really enjoying the game again, as much as you can with the meta as it is right now, especially because Charles and I are casting it, as we alluded to earlier. Um, so yeah, everything's been good, man. I've been busy with work, busy with all that stuff. And, you know, I watched a couple tournaments this weekend. Um, I wasn't as much in viewership mode as I usually am. Uh, one of them, because Sumabato major was one of them, uh, coming down. I think looking at that tournament too, I stayed up for as much of it as I could. Akola won it. And I was saying earlier to, uh, to tweak that it was kind of like a tournament of game fives. It felt like where there were a lot of potentials for huge upsets or or big wins and they just didn't happen in the fifth game. Like, I know Mia and Akola went to game five. I felt like Mia definitely could have taken that set at certain points, but, you know, Akola came out on top. Akola actually won the tournament without losing a set. Uh, One of the biggest results is uh, Yoshi did get second. and It wasn't Yoshidora. It was actually Ron. shout out to Ron, if you guys remember Ron. A really good Japanese player who I feel like is either inactive or just not showing up to a lot of stuff lately, but getting second place, only losing to um, Akola is pretty insane uh yeah let's see he lost to Akola, and oh he's in losers early on so he lost to Akola and grands and then the other one that i wanted to call out there was a really good fox player charles i don't know if you've heard about them a lot uh canopy i don't know if you know no uh, really good fox brought was down 2-0 against mia in in uh fox game and watch and almost reverse 3-0 like brought her to a game five like really 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 impressive fox made top eight uh, and Yoshidora didn't even make the, the top eight. So it's crazy that we had a Yoshi, a Japanese Yoshi in top eight. It wasn't me, It wasn't uh, Yoshidora. So I think, I mean, we can't cover, obviously, everything from that. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't watch a ton of it because it's on so late over there. I yeah. I forgot it was happening, so I was ready for bed by the time it started. But I watched as much as I could. to my man Asimo make it top eight, as always. He's so consistent over there. I love to see it. But a tournament I did get to watch a bunch of actually was uh, a Canadian invitational tournament that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it was in Quebec, and Armadillo won it. A lot of great classic Canadian players there. Uh, Venom was there, of, co- of course. I watch a lot of Venom. Uh, yeah, it was a really good tournament. Kels was there casting. Like it was just, a, it was a fun, cool little Canadian event that Armadillo took down. So it's always good. I know Gavin loves Lucario, so it's good to see uh, some good Lucario play
2: there. He's got a yeah. lot of Lucario plushes, and even his Lucario onesie, which cool. is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought you were That's talking what, about
0: something yeah. like, I was, I was trying to say you it. have that, but
2: But it's not gonna make it an
0: episode, I don't think. I, I do think Lucario is super underrated, and I actually play with Armadillo a bunch, and it's a a lot of my inspiration for thinking Lucario is better than people think. Um so yeah, I'm not surprised Armadillo's been doing really well. Got a lot of crazy like uh top player wins at some of the recent tournaments. Like I know he beat Shutan and stuff like that um and i didn't really watch anything this weekend um like has said it's kind of hard to keep up with all the time zone differences and stuff but um i do want to say i i think yoshi deserves his props um because i feel like it's a character that like you know we're like four or five years into ultimate and yoshi's the type of character that would only go downwards if we're talking historically in a Smash game. But in Melee and Ultimate, Yoshi's actually not doing that at all. In fact, Yoshi's kind of like a household name in, uh, you know, top eights and whatnot. So shout outs to Yoshi, man. Just like Fundy's, just just a normal guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's I a good way to
1: put it. Yeah, he's just chilling. He had, yeah, him I, and Ness. I always put him and Ness together. They exactly. always were those guys. Yeah.
0: Those are characters that usually have some peaks early on and that's about it in smash four and ultimate but i feel like uh, yoshi specifically deserves his props Yoshi, Dora, and ron doing really well and it it feels like it, it's a breath of fresh air into the meta and there's um a lot of room for growth and uh yeah i i just feel like yoshi deserves deserves his credit because um I don't know. It's just not a common occurrence, to be honest. And it's been on the the uprise for the past year or so. So,
2: in multiple games, there was a Yoshi in grand finals and winners finals of uh, Smash sixty four for Smash Con. So that was really yeah. cool. And the Yoshi player was from Japan. So another coincidence there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan, they know how to hold it down with the with the Yoshis, man. In yeah, multiple yeah. games, obviously. Yeah, there was, uh, like connection there crazy and then all the best yoshis are like i guess the best yoshis globally are from japan obviously yoshidora so really cool coincidence um and i know we're talking about the canadian invitational speaking of invitationals we got watch the throne coming on up the opt-in phase is just going to be pretty much ending when this video releases so we're going to have a ton of players opt-in it's going to be summit style voting so we're going to have a shop ready to go so but first is going to be the nomination phase. So it's going to be a bunch of social media stuff. Make sure to go ahead and retweet and like your the players that you want to get into the voting phase for Watch the Throne and make sure to interact with them on social media. That's how we're going to decide who has the most social media points. And then we're going to get I believe it's going to be a cut to the final 16 and then go into the voting phase from there. So if you guys want to keep up to date with all that stuff, it's WTT events on Twitter to keep up with everything. And of course, you should already know all the base invited players. Uh, It's going to be crazy. The talent pool is going to be insane. And I'm looking very much so forward to this. And I guess around the horn, which player would you guys like voted in from the voting phase? There's three spots. your, your Your favorite player that you would like to get in. Tweak? A tweaks already invited.
1: That's not my choice, though. I was passing the question to him because I don't oh, want to answer. Okay, okay. Uh,
2: what are my choices? I mean, just a player that you would like to see get voted in into the tournament. Who would you Who would you like to play in tournament? I know you it's want Pac Man, Duck voting. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Pac Man, armadillo, Duck Hunt. armadillo. I'm pretty sure you would love armadillo in the bracket, right?
0: I think uh, like jackal out would be cool. Ooh, Ouch uh, is a good one. I just I'm oh, a jackal, jackal a wolf. Watch. Um. I'm also a big fan of DK. So if any DK player opts in, I'm cheering for you. Oh, Chunky Kong could be a noodle in there, or Hikaru. Like I'm a big fan of those those two. Um, any Diddy player too? Like you know, yeah, I I'm not sure if Aaron is down, but I would love to see Aaron there and all that. Um, yeah, I, I would go with those.
2: Hmm. What about you, Has? Glutos already. Yeah, Glutos Yeah.
1: My easy one is Mars, obviously. I think he's just a great personality and stuff. He's, he's the easy one. Oh, that,
0: I forgot. Yeah, that's a good one. He,
1: I know. I almost, like, assume he's going, but he isn't, obviously. Uh, or not yet, at least. Hopefully, he does go in some way. Um, but Mars is at the top of the list. And obviously, any of the top 10, so Takara, Jazo, uh, Vendetta, I, any of those guys, I'd be happy to see. And then, then Dom, as well, um, for Belmont. So any any of my favorite characters, plus Mars, is my answer.
2: I And, would and want- not Void. Not void? Dang, that's the second hypest player in the world. Chill, man. It's
1: the best it's he's just wait, if he's only a second hypest, but he's the best gamer ever. How does that work?
2: I'm not too sure. I mean, one and two, not too bad. Speaking of my pick in terms of hypest players, I would want the hypest player to be at the tournament. Zach Ray would be very sick to have Mm, at this tournament. Zach is
0: one of the best Smash Ultimate
2: players of all time. Agreed. All time. I agree uh zachary is amazing uh he brings a lot of different characters to the mix i know he had his pit phase but i would like to also see him play like pit with some other meta characters i mess with with the pit
0: phase bro is is he over that i i
2: I think i saw him in enter a tournament playing other characters like other than pit like joker he plays
0: plays a handful still it's like it's new and old kind of thing
1: it's so weird to say but i miss his rob like that like when are you ever going to say that about a player ever that you want to see them play more rob (laughs) yeah what the hell the his rob was, was really insane
2: good. his he was the best rob for a while in my opinion mm-hmm. like it like there was a pretty significant gap it, uh but that was a long time ago so another player i would like to see was riddles i would love to see riddles just to add that fighting game character i think riddles is a a, a premium package when it's like oh do you want to just see FGC yeah. characters boom riddles is in there bang you get he the whole variety like a,
0: he's just a pillar of ultimate and it's kind of like I what i said like, with mars where like you forget that you you should be suggesting it because you're used to him just being there in
2: the first place. So, and then oh, you know, should th-
1: be there is uh i I'd say Zombo is a good add too.
2: Absolutely, Ooh, Z- Zombo or Nao, like oh, there's, there's yeah. so oh, many Neo good is picks. A
1: great one, yeah. Good Corin would be amazing to see. Yeah, but in order to get in, Charles, they would have had to already opted in. And then, guys, we're doing summit style voting, so we're gonna have a sick shop. Like the merch is actually I don't know. Have you seen it, Charles, on the channels? Yes, like the early yes. pre- dude. I'm very uh, me too, actually. And I'm not like just hyping it up because like it's it's a part of the merch for our tournament, but holy shit, it's really good. Like, I'm really really excited. Um, the voting's always like, fun too, right?
2: Like, the just voting, players yeah. getting into it and stuff like that.
1: So it's heavily inspired by Summit, like all that good stuff. Like, I feel like we haven't been getting the message across clearly, but I think everyone should be more excited for this tournament than they are. So tell a friend about the tournament. Uh, make sure everyone knows in your circles, and we'll make sure that we keep spreading the word here too because we want this thing to be successful. Because, as we said since the beginning, it is uh by smash ultimate people for smash ultimate people um and we really want to have a special and good event at the guild house which i think is one of the best venues in the country honestly so i'm really happy about that and i really want to see this event succeed so yeah cool well with that charles any other
2: uh tournaments you want to tell us about yeah, I mean, we're talking about invitationals. Obviously, Watch the Throne is going to be an offline invitational, but we're also involved with Stride for an online invitational, the Stride Summit Online. So make sure to check that out. It's going to go down on September 30th. They have a bunch of invited players. Tweak, Light, and Cosmos from the podcast are invited. So they're going to be in that tournament. They just had a qualifying tournament last weekend, which was fantastic. Me has last and Bam, commentated that. So two players qualified through that. Uh, so that's going to be really sick. And of course there is six voting spots. So there are, you know, very similar to Summit, Summit style voting system where there's no shop, but you can get votes by joining discords, following Twitter accounts and stuff like that. So Super excited about that, and I can't wait for this $4,000 prize pool, Stride Summit Online Invitational. I know Tweek was talking about, like, uh, I, I don't know what character to run. It would be really cool if uh, Tweek went with, like, something all oh, Donkey Kong or something like that. I know you've been working on the DK yourself, Gavin. So it'd be really cool if we saw, like, a full bracket of maybe one of your other pocket picks that you were seriously thinking about for tournament. I know previously you talked about how you were thinking about going Donkey Kong against Spargo at Terra, which would have been really interesting. Obviously, good thing you say-
0: it. I almost did it.
2: You almost did it, but it's you good won. You with, didn't. Yeah, you won with Diddy Kong with like a crazy clip. Not, I think you made the right choice.
1: Not that you could. not Yeah, you're right. There's no better outcome than what had happened right there. Is is all. Unless it's you value a DK win more. Because
0: what if I barely lost that game five? Then maybe the conversation would be. But you didn't. But you didn't. So what? But you didn't. didn't know. But it yeah, hit exactly. Though. I mean, winning with Diddy or DK is equally. It is equally good. They're both really. Good go to i
2: mean winning with doggy Kong sounds way harder Oh, <laughs> <Well, and difficulty, laughs> is it
0: difficulty is i just meant i like both of those characters a lot
2: though. oh I see, I see that's what <laughs> I,
0: I was surprised that you wouldn't say you like diddy a little bit more and like overall like playing i i like diddy the most but i mean dk is like a like it's like a legacy thing for me even though diddy yeah. kind of is too but just not as much like on camera or anything because i've actually been playing diddy kong for a long time in smash 2 but it was mostly in like project m and stuff Um, oh you said the forbidden title i mean (laughs) project m was a lot of fun like oh diddy was insane i mean i think he's always been insane in that game i mean it's diddy like he's just always good like bro have you ever hit a diddy Diddy fair in pm it's like a hit by them i hate his master is raw. And it's like, it's brawl fair, like hitbox. I don't know why. uh,
1: (laughs) Diddy's fair, like playing against it in Smash Four. Maybe see red. Like I got so mad when I get hit by that move. I'm like, I didn't deserve to get hit there. Oh, that move was crazy. It was, dude. It made me so. It's still like,
0: it's still something else. But yeah, the game's engines are different, so things kind of change. But like, they buffed it a little bit, so it's it's a little back to its former glory, maybe not quite the same, but it doesn't yeah. hit the same as
1: someone who is used to getting hit by it a lot. is it, it not hit the same. It's Do you not guys like think forward
0: to. air or back air are better? I think back air is probably better. Back air is better. Yeah. Over overall. Yeah.
2: In smash four, I would say I'd give it to forward air specifically in smash four, because that like played neutral for you. <laughs> but-
0: as a Diddy player, it's kind of interesting though, when it comes to fair and bear, because fair's like, bigger than back air but back air's stronger despite being able to do two in a short it's like weird how like the strengths like they're not where you would expect like you would expect forward air to be a maybe a better closer move because it's like you know it has more lag and everything like that but like it's really interesting as a diddy player like i always think about that once in a while like back air is like the easier move to throw out and everything but it's also stronger it's just it's it's interesting you know, yeah i mean the activity is the main too, thing say. yeah
1: yeah
2: four is also more active that's the big one for fair is the yeah. activity yeah. yeah and then like slightly bigger all that stuff smash i guess like, more than insane. it's not
0: just slightly bigger it's a lot bigger
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: what makes me mad
2: So, of course, Um, before we get on with the episode, I'm going to shout out the Patreon real quick. If you guys enjoy the show, the best way to support us is through the Patreon. We're going to be recording bonus content at the end of this episode for all of our Patreons. And the topic is going to be actually one of the questions that was asked through the Patreon. And the, the Patreon wants to know, what is the difference between best of three, best of five? Obviously, Gavin is one of the best players in the world, so he can go ahead and dive into that in the perspective of Ultimate and other Smash games that he's competed in and me and has can also throw in our competitive experience as well and even just like kind of the pacing and the casting for best of threes compared to best of fives i think it's a very interesting topic and tournaments have kind of been changing there's some tournaments that literally the whole thing is best of five so definitely a topic that i think a lot of people in the smash community should be educated on or at least like kind of hear different perspectives on it
0: right and we also are at 414 patrons at the moment which is quite the number i really appreciate the support to the patreon we've kind of reformatted it a little bit we do content just every week um it's smaller but we do it more times a week uh more times a month that is so yeah thank you so much for supporting it and uh yeah let's yeah. see if we can reach you know like 450 500 or something we'll see you gotta, get, yeah.
1: gotta get at least six more is what i gotta say about it but with that, <laughs> with that being said Let's talk about dude. Before we get into more Smash stuff, can we talk about like there were so many things like Nintendo Direct and uh the PlayStation updates as well?
2: Oh, state yeah, of play,
1: is that what it's called, bro?
2: Yeah, state Gavin,
1: of play. you're like feasting after that. Are you serious? Like
0: Yeah, dude, it's th- been overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: none of it is like out yet, so it's all right, but uh yeah. Some what of was my your favorite... favorite
1: announcement. <laughs> I knew you'd I be mean, mad. It's
0: actually still rpg mario no
1: way shut
0: up
2: really it's the oldest game out
0: of all of them it's Mm the what okay it's the oldest game well i didn't mention i said all of them like people know what i'm talking about between like thousand year door ff7 like we already like remake already kind of exists that trailer was like the craziest thing i've ever seen but mario rpg like hasn't existed like remake dude the
1: thing with remake is the the new game yeah remake exists but not like that like what was that that was you don't get me you content. made me choose
0: between three things that are very amazing like but, oh yeah so, I know, like, I okay process. i want i'm talking about this stuff <laughs> <So for> RPG, <laughs> He's talking. it's a really He's old talking. game it's it and it has everything you would want too. it's beautiful it has remix music but you can also pick the original music. That's so cool. There is perfect. There's, there's like new game plus type of stuff, which like any fan, that would be one of the biggest things on their list is like kind of bonus content a little bit, like re boss rematches that are super hard. Like booster was doing like nine, nine, nine damage to the whole party. Like in that trailer, like, um, like that's like amazing. And I'm, if there's little Easter eggs or even more stuff, like then it's, cherry on top like it is the most anticipated thing for me still and there's a lot to be excited about so like please don't think i'm shitting on the other things but i'm just serious about this one so but thousand Year door is also incredible because it looks amazing every textures are updated characters have back sprites that didn't have back sprites originally it was only peach and mario every character has back sprites new animations There's a lot more emotion in all the characters, not even just like Mario and the partners, like everyone. It is insane. Like the music is so high quality. Um, And like, if it goes with the RPG route, imagine the bonus content we might get. There's random like NPCs in the trailer that did not exist. Like there's a purple toad that was not there. Who are you? (laughs) Um, If we get to like, in the game, you like talk to Luigi, and he's having his own adventure, and you're getting updated on it as you progress through the game. What if you can play through that? Oh, well, that's my ambitious. God. I can't believe you I,
1: just put that. I, I thought you
0: could gonna. If it's if it's a 2024 game and not a shadow drop like the other GameCube ones, it's very possible. I think it's very possible.
1: The thing I like that you're highlighting a lot is these aren't just like ports; they are true remakes where they're adding to the games it's but so, they it's are
0: so hopeful and like faithful like they are
1: respecting the games like people yeah. who are involved in these projects including ff7 the yes. remake clearly very yeah. care very very much about these games as they should because they're it's very delicate yeah. to redo like you said all three of these games are 10 out of 10s all yeah. ff7 all the originals ff7 Mario RPG and Thousand Year Door and N64 Paper Mario is also a 10 out of 10. But all three of those games are 10 out of 10s that mean a lot to a lot of people. And they're yeah. being very respectful. Like you said, the switch between the two music is like a great sign. Adding new content, great sign. But not messing with the original. You always give people the option to play it just how it was. Like new combat mechanics, all that stuff. FF7 is obviously a little different because they like redid the whole yeah, game. But that's- the music... The things they highlighted in the trailer, like the shots that they showed, the way they transition things, you can just tell the team that's involved, at least who made the trailer and who is making the stuff for the game, really give a fuck. And that is so important because there have been like remakes or like, ports that weren't that good. Like I think a Chrono Triggers port, not very great for the DS. Like they added new content, but it didn't really do anything or add anything. There's like an alternate ending and final boss, which is kind of cool. Between, but like, adding yeah.
0: content and like adding content like yeah
1: they kind of just like duct tape a bunch of shit to the game you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. which is which sucks you don't want that you want what they're doing here where like it naturally kind of weaves into
0: the original fabric of the there's game there's also like so many it seems like. like like little things for thousand year door because obviously it's like you know like 2005 or something like that um but the there was like a a, a text sound for dialogue in the game and it was just a, like, that's the tech sound. Every character has their own little, like, sounding voice. Like, like Koops so cool. is like a Koopa voice. Obviously, Luigi, like, you can tell it's Luigi. And it's, it's, like so, it's so amazing. You would think that's always been a thing. Like, it's perfect. Like, it's, like, exactly like has said. Like, it's so, like, they're, like, doing surgery on this game to make sure it's still Thousand Year Door type of thing. But it's so amazing the little, like, there's little references with, like, the the background like the picture with all the partners and like like the map of super paper mario or something like that and and like getting into rebirth which is like a lot harder to talk about because there's like that trailer is like uh i kept telling b like as corny as it sounds it truly felt like i watched a trailer for like the next generation of video games and i don't know how else to say it like especially as someone that's primarily like a nintendo guy like a switch guy. Or like I play like maybe older games that are usually still Nintendo. When I'm looking at that, I'm like, what? Like it's beautiful and like the like it feels like limits are being like no pun intended. It, like the limits are being tested uh, for video games on a remake for Final Fantasy VII. And like how lucky are we for that? Yeah, it, I mean, it feels like they're pushing it for of all games FF seven it's crazy it's incredible
2: 100 hours crazy yeah. like the bar is getting set so high yeah. in terms of just like graphics and all that stuff bro, and the I collector's like edition 19 inches of sephiroth like <laughs> come on bro that's i haven't got it oh I, I know gavin got it that was like frame I one you, it. Got that. you can't turn i helped him
1: get it yeah i saw it come up i'm like i'm not getting this but i know someone who will
0: <laughs> yeah I, I got it um <laughs> I already have a Sephiroth statue in my living room, so who knows what's gonna happen with that? Um, yeah, it, like I truly lost it at how tasteful and like ridiculous, and how much effort was put into the mini games from like the the arcade. Oh, right. true, like, true. why did they do that? It is so insane how perfect everything looks. It looks insane. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I bought like I've been waiting to buy a PS Five. But I bought a PS5 that day, so.
2: Dang, it forced your hand. Yeah.
0: It's like, <laughs> it's like I'll be ready, super ready for this. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah, crazy stuff.
1: I was going to say, like, they're more like love letters to the games rather than like them trying to like repaint the Mona Lisa or something like that, right? Like, you yeah. don't do that. So they're, they're doing a great job. And a part of it is, is that stuff sells um, as long as you do it correctly, too. Like, that's obviously a part of it. And I mean, look at something like, if they keep selling, people they're going to keep reinvesting into them and like re-releasing and re like making these games come out so new generations, new people can enjoy them, which is yeah. amazing. Um, Truly, that reminds timeless. me that, yeah, it reminds me of like the F Zero um, game too, where I know people were initially disappointed, but I was watching the trailer for F 99. I was like, dude, yeah, I'd be a little disappointed if I was like a huge F Zero guy and like really wanted to see a new Captain Falcon and it's like a lot whatever. B and I played dude, it for like an hour. It looked really fun. I was like, "Yeah, that sucks," but you better download it.
0: Trapped to his chair, he can't stop playing it. Who? Coney.
1: Oh, Coney, really? He loves it.
0: That's
1: funny. I mean, everyone
0: I like the word I keep seeing is addicting, and like, let's see if this is a breath of fresh air for the franchise. I I have a couple friends that love it. I have like no stock in F Zero. Never played it. Don't like. Mm -hmm. Neither. It's just Smash Bros. To me, you know what I mean. Like. But I'm happy for other people, and I think it's very interesting how we're in an era of like remakes and like callbacks to other series and it's probably because we're there were you know there's gonna be a a successor console to the switch or whatever in the next year or two and that doesn't mean we're in a bad era for gaming. It's just different like with remakes and remasters and um we're very it's very possible we'll see a couple more things so. You know, maybe start praying for your favorite game to get some love or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but another the thing that was interesting about Thousand in Year Door to me, last, last comment, sorry about that, um, is Fine. that they took a lot of expressions for like Mario and stuff from things like Origami King, like recent Paper Mario. Hmm. And like usually they would just stand there while things were going down. But Mario does the whole like crazy, like scared expression sometimes or something like that. And they gave it to, like, other characters, too. Or, like, you know, characters, like, crying a little bit. like And something else is Origami King. Like, I played through it over quarantine. And obviously, I don't think it's that good at all. Um, But it still has the Paper Mario charm, like, in the world and stuff. But it doesn't have, like, the crazy cool characters as much either. But it still has, like, the vibe a lot of the time. And it's fairly popular. Like, I know, like, it's popular among uh like you know younger kids and stuff and it still like has that charm that like a lot of games just don't have like Paper Mario is kind of unique to itself. Um and I I think it's cool that they are taking they're like breathing fresh air into things or taking something some of the cool things from new Paper Mario. And like the diehard fans of the old games, I feel like they didn't bat an eye at that or they actually noticed and liked it. And that's just so interesting how because that's a slippery slope to do that. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of what it is from like a newer game to an older game. And I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited. Like seeing Yoshi kid with like a, like a modern paper Mario type animation is so interesting, but it was so perfect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, it's, I'm at the point in my life, like, cause I haven't fully complete. I've played a lot of games. I grew up with Nintendo and I have my favorites and stuff, but this year, I've played a lot of games and I'm kind of at the point where I'm just excited for people to play these games that haven't, especially if they're on the younger side. And like, like if they like things like origami King, like, holy shit, they're going to love thousand year door. Or like, it's crazy that like, even people my age might not have played Mario RPG. Like, yeah. And now I'm just thinking of like, what's next? What would I, what would I want to see? Nintendo, like, kind of do their little surgery and remaster and like put some extra polish on some classic games like I know what I would pick if I could pick one game. Well, it's like it's kind of like two but like one. Uh Is it Donkey it, Kong? It, it's it's like one of those rareware 3D collectathons. Whether it's like a new games of- Bad Verde? No. It's between <laughs> Banjo and DK64. If they ever did something Banjo's in a weird spot cuz you know microsoft and everything but if they remade and like cleaned up like the some of the mess or like you know did like their little polishes that like don't even like ruin the integrity of the game and actually enhance it like with dk64 because it's my childhood game but we all know it's not perfect and i know charles can say the same thing like if they like breathed some air into that and remade it It'd be amazing. That's like everyone has that one game where if they saw it on their screen, they would like lose their mind. And like, I feel like those types of things, are that's like my one thing where yeah, like, this is what game. I, this is what I would die for kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. These kids got it good man. Imagine starting paper Mario series with origami King. And then you just get to go uphill from there. Like, yeah. Oh yes. Everything's just, I'm eating good the whole way through. <laughs> You'll yeah. never go lower than origami King ever. Depends on who you ask, but it is... or like close, pretty much. It's first or second worst, probably. Yeah,
0: usually I think
2: bottom two.
1: My game for what you mentioned, Gavin, is uh. Final Fantasy 6, which is, like, my favorite game of all time. Because Square has done a lot of remakes for games. Yeah. Like, even, not even, I'm not even just talking about 7, which is obviously the biggest and the best of all And there's, the there's
0: levels to something like that. Like, what kind of remake yeah. are we talking about? Yeah.
1: I'd want it in 3D. Like, I want a nice yeah. little, you know, extra content. Like, we, we know what the format is, you know. Like, that's, yeah. that's yeah. what I'd want. Copy-paste I Final
2: Fantasy 7 remake to that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, my God. It'll never
0: get that. It'll never get that. But dude, <laughs> They've been it working on this Rebirth stuff since, like, 2019. So, uh, yeah dude i know they
1: it's great yeah games are in a good spot right now man it feels like the hits just keep on coming like every week something else amazing comes out it's unbelievable yeah. so it's been really good because i feel it's like we're like, going through a little bit of a drought
0: i still don't understand like with nintendo side of things like why like because mario rpgs already have like they went from like no none of this to to a lot of it i don't know if yeah. it's connected to the mario movie or if they're if it's coincidence or if we should expect more of it or like new stuff similar, like I'm, I guess I shouldn't question it. I'm just happy, but like, it's like, okay.
2: And you want to understand the method to the madness.
0: I think Mario wonder is insanely charming and like exciting because of how like kind of bland 2d Mario has been for a little bit, a lot of bit. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but like, it's not like extremely charming or like a breath of fresh air, like the new super Mario Brothers series. Like, like it was super cool in the DS, but you know, they started to, to, to do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I, I think, I think it's very clear that it's the type of thing towards the end of a, a console, like the switch where they get a little weird and they throw back some, some remakes and, so I think it's exciting for a lot of reasons. It's exciting for what's coming out, and it's also exciting because we're probably going to get a new console eventually. So,
1: Which always means with a new Nintendo console, see ya. Maybe we talk about that next episode. Yeah, Maybe Super we Smash about- Brothers. Well, I'll bring it back to the program, baby, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. Thanks, Gavin, for... i've heard your rants a million times no they're great though they're good you clearly care a lot about that stuff and i'm glad you're broadening your horizons as a as a gamer you're like oh i can't wait for other people to play these games you've been doing that to me for like this whole year where you're like oh yeah i'm gonna play this game now i'm like dude i love that mario rpg you've never played that before are you kidding me it's the best game ever um one thing we've been working on with bringing it back to smash just a little bit i'm sorry no, uh, stride esports they have a really cool discord that i joined over the weekend um because i was working on casting the event if you join this discord they have like online weeklies it's just a really good resource for smash ultimate players so make sure you guys check that out and join the stride esports discord i'm sure we can get a link in our our bio here but even better with that discord we have a little q a section up and we're going to go through and answer as many questions as we can today and then you know kind of keep it going so you guys good to talk about some smash ultimate questions here that we have for sure. Yes. yes. All right.
2: So if you guys want to ask questions, make sure there's a QR code and the link right there on the screen, or you can go, I think it's like uh, discordgg discord. GG backslash stride is the uh, link for all the audio listeners. If you want to go ahead and just join on in the discord. And if you can't find the channel, just make sure to go to browse channels and look for the podcast Q and a uh, section and then underneath there you can ask questions to coaches corner lights out or two talks so we're gonna start yep. off just from the top here nice and easy so blaze asks how do you stay humble while also staying competitive in a tournament environment i want to have the confidence to beat everyone that's a lot of confidence but i also i also don't want to underestimate anyone huh
1: i think i think starting on the confidence side is good and then adjusting your expectations as you go is, is a good thing to do because I think it's harder to dig yourself out of being unconfident. Like, there's no way I can beat this player. Like, it's never going to happen. Like, how, that seems a lot harder for me to do. I think starting with confidence and then realizing where you're getting yourself in trouble in the match. And, like, I think one thing you always need to realize is when you play in a tournament, the other player is working really hard to beat you as well. Some people have, like, protagonist syndrome. They're like, well, I've been in the lab all week and I've been watching VOD so no one can beat me. It's like, well, realizing that your opponent is probably also doing those things and giving them respect can help you a lot as a player. I found to like, instead of being like, damn, I got cheese. I got spiked to 30. That's such bullshit. I shouldn't have lost. It's like, well, damn, maybe they read my double jump. Maybe I'm doing something stupid. Like you got, sometimes give your opponent credit can really help you grow as a player. would be my, my overall advice.
2: Yeah. For me, I think that whatever I, I like, instilling that you should have confidence in your like training or your preparation up until the current event. So that is a way like to me, that's the most common way to boost your confidence, right? Like, Oh, I have been in the lab and I've done this, this, and that, like I feel confident cause I w- have been working on like X, Y, or Z ledge trapping or edge guarding, right? Yada, yada, yada. And then kind of go into the tournament. That's like the foundation of your confidence. And then from there, if there's things to work on, then you add it to the regiment and then you kind of just, Constantly build it up from there. I think that's like the most simple answer I can put out.
0: I really like y'all's answers. I think there's a lot of things to talk about for this, but I think the thing I would like to to throw in that's valuable to me is um, the whole idea of staying present and what that can do for confidence and also trying to be a humble is, you know, a lot of the time... Uh, you know, a lot of the negativity might be from a source of something that isn't like super present in the moment, like, oh, I should have beat this person or, um, you know, I want to get this placing or I want to be this rank. Like a lot of the time it isn't, it's, you know, in the past or in the future or something. And I think something that can help everyone is doing what they can to be present in the moment. And I think that also helps with, with playing well and being confident in game, right? Cause that's what's in front of you. And it's probably the most important thing, um, and that's that's the, the biggest thing for me is like you know giving yourself any methods to helping yourself stay in the moment and trying to separate you know things that might be unnecessary to playing your best and things that are necessary to playing your best that that's the the number one thing for me
1: nice nice next question from wisteria question mark uh Which characters do you guys think is broken that hasn't broken out yet slash isn't talked about enough, and why do you think we aren't seeing them?
2: Hmm. We we all know up the characters
0: because once again, there's Lucario.
2: Come on, just say it again. We we only get to pick one each. My my answer, I'm going to stick it from the last podcast when I said my underrated character. I think it's Marth. I still stand by Marth. I think Hmm. Marth, and I think the main problem is the like overshadowing from Lucina, and Lucina is just easier. Um, I would love to see someone like Leo give Martha a serious shot, but I also understand that the risk factor in that is like extremely high for a player that is established as, as him. Um, but I do think Marth has a bunch of crazy confirms that can just rob stocks at like 30% and they're not even crazy complicated or anything. Smash University made a video with the Marth discord and Ignaz on a bunch of these confirms like years ago. So I think he has a lot of potential and I, I don't know if he's better than Lucina, but I, I, a lot of people put the gap really far, and I don't think the gap is as far as people think. What about you, has?
1: I'm looking right now. I don't remember who I said for for that one, uh, but I'd say, honestly, one character I'd say that I think is a little underrated is Hero. I think he's really good. I think he has a really solid game plan. I think he's not played because he got a little overshadowed by other DLC. Um, and he's a sword user, so it's like that's you know an easy avenue to go down with other easier sword characters that might be a little more fun. But I think hero has good matchups against good meta characters, like including Steve, uh including game and watch, like being able to buff up and do all this other stuff i I think hero's a little underrated honestly is, is how I feel about them, and I think the reason people don't play him is because they'd rather play someone else.
0: I think those are really great answers from both of you um for me like I think there's a lot of solid picks but I'll pick a character that I really like that I kind of relate to as well for the characters I play that I think is really good. I think the players are already really good, but I think could do even better is Mega Man. Um, I think Mega Man's fantastic. I also think he's a really hard worker and he's a lot of fun. Um, And I think the players are great people and really hard workers themselves. And um, I think they have a lot of potential for success, like pretty much all of them. So, Shouts to Mega Man as a character, and shouts to all the people who play him for sure, because he's he's really really cool. I was thinking
1: cool he he came, he came to my mind him and Link like in the same way. Kind of came yeah. to my mind. Mega Man oh. better obviously, and Samus better than both of them. But you know, yeah. either
0: way, yeah. Uh,
1: I like this one. Uh, Nico Lad says, "Don't have a question. Just wanted to let Tweak know that his tank top pop off was raw and based." Thank you, Nico Lad,
0: <laughs> thank you. It's. <laughs> It's it's always something that I'm not thinking about in the moment, but I get a little embarrassed afterwards. But you do be doing that.
1: It. It, was really it was really hot. It was really hot. You, did, <laughs> you did it too, though. You've done it a couple times. Yeah. It's like your it's like your light sleeves. I like it. It's good. I'm sure luminosity doesn't love it.
0: You yeah, love it. put the jersey back on, Jim. <laughs> put it back on, Jim. We threw our jersey on the ground. What the fuck?
1: They need to just get your luminosity tank. They need to think ahead. Oh, yeah, I yeah. know. I'm always, bro.
2: What the heck? Up, these, man. I need a new no,
0: luminosity I'm... hat because that would kind of defeat all of those things at once because it's not a shirt at all. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're pulling out
1: the jersey. The hat's gonna go. Can <laughs> you pick the hat back up? I'm confused. Alright, Chuck, what's the next Effort, one? Well, All right.
0: I don't think I'm gonna be throwing my clothes off that often.
2: <laughs> <laughs> next question is Anyway, from anyway. Nopholis. If you guys could pick one character from Ultimate and give them a balance update slash rework, who would you pick and what buffs nerfs and new tech would you give to said character? Holy shit. Okay, that's tech a lot to unpack. Insane, um I would rework Sonic and i don't even mind making worry. sonic really good but i just think yeah when a, i i think it's very shitty characters de- now i get it these characters were not designed for competitive play um so i'm not saying sonic's character design is bad in a casual standpoint for what the game was made for but i will say that sonic is like horribly made in terms of competitive play like they sonic players do two moves like for 70 to 80 percent of their move pool so I guess we could also argue that Game Watch is horribly made too, because all they do, all they be doing is narrowing up upbeat. But well, I think
0: I don't think people would <laughs> think you're crazy for saying that. But.
2: Right, right. So I, it would be between Game and Watch and um, Sonic. I think those two characters are like I don't mind them being good. I just would like them to not do two moves. And if I think you look Game back Watch at- might
0: be a little more unfortunate because I think there's a lot of effort and soul put into his design for what the character is. It's just how we ended moves up are too playing. Good. Yeah. But Sonic, like there's actually like the whole like rework is the most common, like he's one of the most common characters to say. So like that yeah. one, like yeah, we, we can fix this. Game of Watch, it might be more of a balance patch kind of thing rather than a moveset kind of thing. Right, I right. Think... Yeah. And That's I
2: guess what I would do is I would um one thing I'll do is remove intangibility. Um, you could also you could just one nerf the spin moves so he's forced to use other moves and the strategy isn't like hit you and then approach my spin moves that's the problem with sonic is it's very hard to approach spin moves and not every character is fox McCloud with you know crazy run speed and a frame 4 dash deck right so there are characters that combat it that can combat it but not everyone is going to move as fast as Fox and have that quick of a dash That Cause that's like a rushdown character exclusive thing. Right. So it's just really problematic for these slower characters uh, to approach into a spin dash. So you could just straight up nerf spin dash. Um, that's the easy way, or you can rework the spin moves. I don't know exactly what I would do to them, but my basis is I would make spin dash approachable. Like you can go into spin dash and it's like somewhat feasible to fight that move when you're, your offense is going against the defense of these spin moves.
1: Um, I saw a couple that came to mind, like in terms of reworking. Like, if we're gonna have this Jim Sora in the game, at least make him Kingdom Hearts two. Like, at least give him some of that move set because he came up with like some his Kingdom Hearts two stuff was way cooler than his Kingdom Hearts one stuff. Kingdom Hearts two so Sora least... is
2: the coolest Sora for sure. Like,
1: exactly, yeah. Like, oh and there's just more you could work with there. I feel like, um, yeah. even though I, I do respect going with the classic banjo make that character fun man like i i don't know what you need to do what you don't think so gavin
0: i think banjo is a little overhated in that department i actually do think he's fun but i know that he's (laughs) lower on the list of yeah i'm not defending him fully i'm saying maybe it's a little too much just too much hate a slow zoner,
1: anyway. Uh, and Bowser Jr., take him out the cart. I want I want mini Bowser. That's yes. Take yes. him out the cart, man. Get rid like of he's
0: it. He's still cool in the cart, but that is what I initially wanted as a kid.
1: Was that's what I want. I thought he'd be like Squirtle plus Bowser is what I was hoping for. I and was
0: thinking Bowser plus weapon user with some special mechanics with his specials with like paint. Paintbrush, but yeah. Something, man. I feel like it would be so
2: cool creative. The paintbrush
1: man
0: he Fuck. would have potential to be super good i'll tell you that
1: much i'm also <laughs> i'm also 10 out of 10 surprised that charles did not buff deity or change to be more like brawl deity i was very surprised at that
2: we have other um, issues i'm trying to save the fucking community has all right oh uh, uh, well i give ken other pressing issues okay give, is ken, purchase, give ken
1: a better grab and give him a super meter like terry then we're good <laughs>
2: I like obviously b- buffing Fox <laughs> would be fucking crazy or like reworking Fox give him some Smash 4 bullshit. All right. I would if love your have... just
1: want to major, you don't get to buff them. That's how I feel about it. Okay. It's well, little... or
2: bringing back Brawl DDD? that's my selfish pick, but there you go, I am yeah. for that's the fucking one. community. Damn it. That
1: nah. change Sonic. Um, <laughs> That's a great, it's a really good answer. It is.
2: I'm. I would pick Donkey Kong. <laughs> Wait, fuck! Can I delete Steve? Is that like an option? I would delete Steve if I could. It's technically changing him. yes <laughs> I'm surprised none of us. You said you leave the community. Damn, you did not I, go oh after god, Steve. my god! You're yeah. right. Wait a minute. There's other pushing. Pre- like Sonic isn't even the worst problem. No, he's not. Yeah. I would definitely. He might be. Yeah, I think
1: Steve is like the number one. I would one. rework Steve.
2: There's there's some shit that is like I would. I don't mind him being powerful, but like. Him yeah. being on a block, counting to give his intangibility back, like, this planking bullshit needs to go. Like, that's the first thing that has to get reworked from Steve. Like, that's that was think- for sure an oversight. Yeah. And stuff like
1: that. And I think the easy ones after that are like minecart, anvil, and like how much he could build, period. Like just Spawning that. in with iron.
2: You don't even fucking yeah. spawn in iron with Minecraft. Can we stay true to the source material, please? You we can't build in the air. You can't fucking build blocks in midair. Can we also please stay yeah. true to the source material? Like, I don't mind branching it off from the stage. But yeah. And then on top of that, like just how overtuned diamond, sword, and, you know, anvil and uh, cart are just. So obviously, like those are crank, those are the ones, yeah. Just crank to the max, over tune. Like I'm, yeah. you're at forty, like, bop, you're gone. Up till, I'm you know, talking about up yeah. tilt. Oh yeah, the the moving uh tilt attack that Definitely. is like plus on block, and I can move around and do it. Yeah, Gavin, you want
0: to buff Donkey Kong, Donkey? Kong. <laughs> it's more about the rework than the buff, and I don't okay. think one that whole moveset is bad. I would like to see Diddy and DK's dash tacks actually go off ledges. Oh, uh, definitely.
1: That's fun. That's fun. I like that. I, That's good.
0: I would love to replace. It's broken. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, probably. Uh, Diddy? <laughs> yeah, I he know.
1: Did, it in PM? did he have that in PM? They, both,
0: they did. both did, and it was very good for both of them. Um, I would like to see a special move get replaced. Coconut gun. I yeah. actually would prefer uh, side B to go. Um, I don't know how controversial it, that is among people who love these characters. I think giving him a coconut gun or pro, or a barrel would be good for... Barrel
1: Uppy is godlike. That's so cool. Barrel
0: Uppy would be good. I always think of him using it offensively, but recovery is a great idea too. I would also like to see DK maybe get some sort of move when he's crouching or like... I don't necessarily want to replace something, but some sort of move where he blows like air because he does that in, like, the, like, Donkey Kong Returns type of games, like the newer ones, um, for, like, you know, like, obstacles in the in the map and stuff. I, I think that would be cool, um, but there's also other characters. There's not actually a lot that wasn't already said, but DK would be cool. I would also like something to be different with his upbeat, whether it's a new move entirely, or maybe he gets to... Do like an air dodge after or like a, like maybe one attack like Olimar. It might get a little weird and broken offensively, but something would be cool. Um, but overall, I, I love DK and Smash. It's more so just because I like him that I would like him to be even cooler. Um, Mario is had- also a big one for me. Like Mario and Kirby, I would love to see them get reworked. Just because they're sixty-four they
2: have, characters, man. They're so they have a like, lot of. They're they so, so dry. They have a well, lot of cool stuff,
1: tough, though. Because where do you draw the line between changing them, but also everyone loves their design in Smash? Like I, yeah. like yeah, do I want to see Ganon get updated where he's not a Falcon clone? Yeah, it's scary
2: because
0: we're so used to it. It's scary.
2: Exactly.
1: Yes, but at the same time, like no, I don't. Like so I, I my do. My fucking character
2: yeah. got reworked. Brawl DDD chopped.
0: Well, that's why DK is more oh, important shit. to me than mario and kirby because for mario some of this could just be new characters in the future like paper mario or like other car- like, Ooh, like okay. like you know what I, like it doesn't necessarily have to be but there's still a lot of stuff that mario specifically could and probably should have in kirby 2 um and then i guess there, there's other stuff like i've talked about saffroth competitively like i think he's amazing but there's a few weird things, but I, I think the movesets are more fun to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's it. Those are, those are the things for me. It's a good question. Uh, yeah, let's see. Question.
1: All right, this is a, a 2 part question, mostly for Tweak from Wolf. Tweak is always talking about Diddy Kong tech and how he enjoys that. There's more to learn. I'd love to know what Diddy Kong tech Gavin knows about, but has yet to implement into his gameplay. And is it even necessary to learn to succeed long-term? And to add on to that, a similar question, how do you balance Diddy and Sephiroth? What's your advice on co-maining and how to juggle multiple characters? So I, have, I can help with the co-main thing, but you're uh, yeah. I don't do a lot of Diddy tech in my spare time. I guess course. I'll answer
0: the first part and then we can talk about co-maining. Um, uh, I pretty much do everything I know about um, where I think I can and, and all that. There's still things that I'm, I want to do better and more often. There's a handful of different popgun cancels I do. And the shield state popgun cancel, I don't do as much as I would like to. Depends on the comfortability. And I do a lot of practicing online, and sometimes I feel like that makes it hard. Um, there's also a lot of stuff people are labbing uh, with footstool, footstool banana down toss. And there's a lot of differences with what you can do depending on if the banana is one or two uses. And the interesting thing about uh, footstool with Diddy is it's the same frame data pretty much as like a a Z drop out of shield with banana. But it's both sides for footstool. And the footstool is larger than what the the Z drop would be in terms of range. So there's a lot to think about there. Uh, I've only had like one day of playing with it on my mind. So, I would say that's it. And then for co maining, um, I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I play Diddy, Diddy and Sephiroth because I love them. And I just try to find the synergy afterwards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's as I play. Sometimes it's like who I'm up against, what I'm up against. Um, but, yeah, uh, sometimes I try to think about stages and I try to give myself as much of a game plan as possible but I'm not necessarily playing them with the whole idea of like a super crazy co-main, but there is definitely some, some pros. Um, so yeah, it's nothing specific. Sometimes it's who I think is playing better that day too. Like I'm, I'm very momentum based and uh, like, you know, I really try to tap into my emotions and my feelings and go from there every tournament. So, and some, a lot of times people don't even consider me a co-main cause it's mostly Diddy a lot of the time um it feels like my sephiroth is becoming something for certain players and like a handful of characters and sometimes a momentum thing if i'm playing well um so like i in my head i treat them as as my mains but you know some people consider it more about like tournament usage which is fair
1: yeah, I think that's more common as you have a main and then like a, a secondary that picks up bad matchups or player matchups or whatever. Yeah. Um, or a I think with co-maining,
2: like I give yeah. up. Yeah. Don't for that. Yeah.
0: That's not give up.
1: That's hope. Actually, is what that is. Uh, yeah,
0: it's actually trying to scare the other person. I guess.
1: GG. Yeah, intimidation factor. Uh, yeah. With co-maining, I think you should have. I think it's better to main one character than have a secondary that complements them. I think that's the right way to do it. Uh, In Ultimate, there are so many characters and being able to cover every single matchup with two characters, I I think is possible. Probably. And usually it's Game & Watch as the second character and whoever is the first. Um, (laughs) He's just such a good secondary. He really, really is. And and easy to pick up. So if you're looking for an easy secondary pickup that helps your bad matchups, look, look to Game & Watch and then if you're doing what Gavin and I like to do, where you just really like two characters and you want them to work, it comes down to being a player matchup thing. If I want to rush someone down, I'm not picking uh, Belmont. I'll tell you that much. But if I want to camp someone, because I don't know, usually I think they're a better player than me, or I need to try to kind of check them on a couple ways to camp them, then I'll pick Belmont. But I, right now, actually, thanks to Gavin, it's been Belmont first, and then I go Ken for some bad matchups that they have. And I think as long as you have a plan and some logic behind it, then it'll help you out than just being a yeah. solo main. Sometimes but there's it's also not
0: even about being right or wrong, like you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes it's about confidence going into the game, like feeling like you have a plan A, a plan B, and it it it, it takes the the stress off of yourself and yeah. maybe your characters sometimes.
1: Having more options is always good. And, and I think I mean if you and I they asked who would you play against this person or who'd you play against this character in the cast? You and I would know straight up every single answer to every single, like I would know, like if I looked yeah. at a bracket and I was going to play and you gave me, you have a Fox run one, then you have a wolf and you have this, I know exactly who I'm going to go and who I'm not in those matchups. So yeah, yeah. it helps. It, it feels nice for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then More for my, for my competitive experience, I, usually just solo main but in ultimate there's this weird transition phase where i started the game being a wolf main then i wanted to transition to fox and both those characters are too similar so i think that's a bad thing is you don't want two characters that are too similar um as like if because like wolf and fox like they're they're not too similar like but i think they were similar enough to really it didn't really make sense it's like do i want the slower pace pacing spacey that can time out and just sit back with blaster and it really matters or do i want like the fast neutral right and i kind of just would go off of matchups like that um wolf's hit boxes are bigger but fox has like more damage output um and stuff like that and i now i'm more i mean i don't compete much but if i were to play in a tournament like right now i would just go only fox there's no point in me going wolf i've just been playing fox only fox for like the past couple years and i've been also working on my pocket game and watch um i think the main thing for uh if you're gonna co-main it like there's co-main and then there's pocket strategy i think it's the same shit but you want another character that's easy and you want the idea is that you want to Actually counterpick really hard. So old school um pockets and counterpicks would be like, oh, let me get the blanket top tier, like Wolf or Lucina. That's my blanket strategy. But I feel like it's not that effective because you don't win matchups very hard. You either going into an even matchup or some- something slightly favored for you. That's why I think Game and Watch is an incredible pocket right now. He's easy to play, so you hit that check market. And the matchups that Game and Watch wins, like he fucks people up, like he invalidates characters, yeah. but then he gets shit on by a certain archetype, right? Which is like swords. So, oh, if you have Game & Watch, as long as your main character can kind of beat this archetype, then you should be fine. So you, you kind of, the way I put it is you want your main character and understand the archetype that you lose to. And once you understand the archetype you lose to, so you can pick a character that is generally good against that archetype. So I think yeah. Diddy Game & Watch is a very good combination. I think Diddy Wolf is a very good combination. I think Diddy uh, Not Sephiroth is not good but diddy uh <laughs> cloud is a good combination so these are all combinations that i think is very good yeah. with Diddy, and obviously i could pull out of the top of my head because it's something that me and gavin have talked to a lot about yeah. um but that's like more on paper theory crafting stuff at the end of the day just as long as the two characters you play you like and you're motivated to play the game because that's the most important important
1: yeah thing I think a good point is what is the point of your second character? Is it to complement? Usually it's to complement your first character, but not every single time. Like it's going to be pretty rare where if you play two characters in ultimate, that they'll have an identical matchup spread or one that doesn't help each other out in any way. So is your secondary there just to support your main in which case, like I'm a true uh, Roy main, you know, Are you is that like what you're going with in your heart and soul? And then you just want someone to back him up or do you want a co-main? Do you want to have two mains? You know, yeah. cause I, I do think there is a slight, nuance difference but not by a ton it's kind of like like everyone i always think a pocket cloud like that's like the easiest example of a good pocket in smash 4 um, i also
0: think it's just, really important to just not limit yourself or like play by rules that are kind of made up like oh i yeah you know, i gotta play this character or I, I can't play this character even though i like them or i have to limit myself to one or two it's i think you know don't be afraid to to experiment and do what you what feels right to you, and kind of format it from there, rather than like setting yourself up
2: with imaginary rules. You know what I mean. You will have to play bad matchups at the end of the day, so suck yeah. it up. There's no reality. You pick certain character, like two characters. You're yeah. like, I have aligned the stars perfectly. I will never play a bad matchup ever in my fucking well, life. Like, I whether feel like most Steve's, ask Steve's in the game,
1: so I don't know about that.
2: I mean, I still still think Steve has bad matchups. I do too. Yes. I, I think he has bad matchups. I still
1: like, think he wins.
2: I still think he wins.
1: I so. used to. I don't know, man. The risk reward is insane.
2: Either the way. risk reward is insane. I will, I mean, it's <laughs> I the same know, fucking man. argument with Smash 4 Bale, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Sheik wins. But, like, what if fucking Bale gets a random fucking up B or side B? Like,
1: Which time?
0: You're
2: dead. Well, yeah. It, 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 right. I, I understand that argument. But, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I guess
0: it I, makes I do. sense because I thought Sheik won. So it makes sense that I'm saying Sephiroth beats Steve. I'm yes. I'm true to myself. I'm true to you myself. Well, like you
1: said, Gavin, there's there's no hard real rules. Like it, it depends on how you feel about it, right? Like yeah. it's, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, I think so. We're coming up in an hour here. I think we'll do one more question from this Discord. If you guys sure. want to jump in the Stride Esports Discord. Uh, and check that out you can type us messages and questions and if they're good we'll read them and if not uh we'll ignore them and laugh at you behind your back so that's cool uh <laughs> Don't last question up. for the day from narnia do you think the decline of ultimate is often exaggerated in smash 4 when we talked about the fall of the game we talked about how often top eights were the same people and characters but in this game we see a lot of new players and a variety of characters um i think that is a great point to kick it off honestly i think that's exactly where i would start if i was going to argue that the decline of the game is is gone we're still seeing new people win uh tournaments that we haven't seen in a long time or, or winning bigger level tournaments and uh doing well with characters like a lot of vanilla characters are still doing very well um i think it's tough i think we're seeing obviously the spot that the meta is in i think the true like decline of the game isn't necessarily at like the results at a national stage, but how does that affect and how does the game currently live at like the local level is really important to me. Um, I know locals aren't doing like amazing right now. And I think a part of that is a lot of new games are coming. I and mean, we just spent half this episode talking about new games. Uh, and those are just single player games. We're not even talking about street fighter. That's been out for you know two months or whatever and is doing really well. mortal Kombat just came out. Tekken's coming down the pipeline. Like I think looking at the overall health of a game has a lot more to do than just, uh, people and characters that are winning tournaments i think that's a very big red flag if you see top eight evo is eight of the same character that's really really not good i don't think that's the problem that ultimate might be having right now i think the problem ultimate is having is more at a smaller local level because our majors are still doing great they're still doing amazing so i think it depends on how you define what the decline of ultimate is i'd say at a big level we're still doing great viewership's really good if i'm not mistaken charles um you know more about that stuff than i do like every time i look down at twitch chat there's a ton of viewers um i think one of the biggest thing ultimate has going for it too is how many big regions are involved and how many the e again the eu scene japanese scene uh, they're just so important man and i think it it's such a global game and presence and people still love it like i I definitely don't get the same vibes as the end of smash 4 like not Not even close close. with this game yeah exactly yeah we've lived through it like it it's it is a little too doomer. I agree a thousand percent because I still have a really good time watching and playing this game. So, but that's just me personally. I think
0: it's natural when you've been playing something so long to start to to kind of gravitate towards the doomer side. And there is some stuff to doom about, I guess, if you want to be reasonable and realistic. But I think the biggest thing Ultimate has going for it that is the best thing to kind of latch onto, and I think we already are is that we're a bit more global than we're used to. And I think that's also a big reason why we're seeing new faces, new characters, different results, is because there's a bunch of tournaments happening at once and it's like everywhere around the world, like a lot of different places. And um, it makes it more exciting when, you know, some of those regions come together a little bit more at some of these tournaments. And I think that's the best thing we have going for us right now um and that's why we'll definitely gonna we're gonna keep seeing characters performing at different rates and new faces and but we still have people that have been around for a long time doing really well as well so i think we have a lot of the pros of what we're used to from other games but we're also a lot more global than we're used to seeing so i think i think we're we're doing pretty well
2: yeah and i'll give you a little bit of insight on how bad the end of smash 4 was you guys think the steve hate and shit and the cause you hate is bad people really hated smash it Forward. was bad yeah it was re- she got it was... booed
1: when she was revealed for ultimate she got booed
2: yes like that shit's people crazy. hated bayonetta so much and on top of that it was justified because of the oversaturation on top of that there was like you there was also just way more other bullshit than just Bayo. like the the whole game was just so fucked up like oh hey 80 percent of the cast gets completely shut down by some dude that just picked up cloud yesterday oh you main yoshi too bad you're not gonna you're gonna get completely shit on by some dude's pocket cloud that's been playing the game for a month like i'm not exaggerating yeah when they came out there was people that have like picked up the game in like two to three months and they're winning their locals like it, it yeah was and then on top of that when ultimate got released or like announced you gotta imagine that everyone fucking hated this game it was on a like not so great nintendo system the wii u not a lot of people owned it right so not a crazy amount of viewership you didn't get that much content um number of views in general right and then everyone hated the game already we're like waiting on an opportunity to not go to a tournament right ultimate gets announced everyone at their locals literally like see me in ultimate like your dog shit like i'm gonna shit on you in ultimate like this game's trash i'm serious Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be saying this kind of stuff. That would be way too outlandish. But (laughs) so I used to go to Wednesday Night Fights, and this is like the Ah. biggest local in SoCal, right, for fighting games. It And it would be incredibly stacked. SoCal was one of the strongest regions in Smash 4, right? At the end of Smash 4, we would have less than eight man brackets, and I would solo commentate those tournaments. And I'm talking like this is one of the most popping regions in all of America. There was eight people? Yes, eight 12 man brackets. I even won one of the yeah. Wednesday night fights. And let me tell you, I thought I was pretty good in Smash Four, but I should not be winning a Wednesday night fights in SoCal. Like I should wow. not be winning SoCal locals in Smash Four. You know what I'm saying? So, and on top of that, I would like solo commentate them too. So it was pretty fucking grim. Like no one was playing the game. It was crazy. Yeah. So that I, I feel like people get doover think- about Ultimate, but they haven't seen like. They haven't seen the lowest of lows. And Smash 4 yeah. was like a very low low because everything I, sucked about it. And then Ultimate looked so promising that no one wanted to put time into Smash 4.
1: You know what, too? The Doom always starts when the DLCs done rolling out and the patches stop as well. Like Because people, they don't it's see a light at the, the tunnel. That, that's a part of it, for sure. Because beginning of the game, Wolf or whoever, Pichu, whoever, they're all broken. It's okay. It's the beginning of the game. All right. That's cool. We'll figure it out. Now we're wishing that we had Pichu back, that we have Wolf back and all that stuff. I'm not wishing about Olimar,
2: though. I mean, dude, if Olimar... Oh, the was Olimar like, was insane. Holy we Lord. don't talk
1: about that enough, honestly, as a community, how broken he was.
2: Yes. <laughs> he's was still so good. Still solid, yeah. Has a place in the meta. I would say Olimar right. has a place in the meta. He's, like... I actually think Olimar...
0: Like, I appreciate him so much.
2: Yeah. because like he started I, playing Pikmin. All right. Yeah, like...
0: No, but, like... <laughs> uh, he's still cool, like... He's fun to hit, bro. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> One of those characters.
0: What? When you hit Olimar, he has, he can only fight his way out and like whistle his way out. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, no. Think- I like hitting that guy. <laughs> all yeah. right. I think that about does it. We're going to wrap yeah. it up and go into the Patreon bonus content. Today, we're going to be talking about best of three and best of five, the differences, and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching, everyone.
1: See you. Peace. Bye. Bye.